Hello and assalamualaikum. Welcome to the second episode of Courtship Code, brought to you by Black Muslim Single Society and hosted by me, Zara J, where we discuss all things pertaining to single life, courtship, and matchmaking from the Black Muslim perspective. Now, if you haven't had the opportunity to check out the Courtship Code, make sure that you guys go back to check out episode one for the scarcity mindset, where we tapped into what the scarcity mindset is, what you can do about it, and just how to change your whole entire mindset. So go back and check that out if you haven't already. But for those of you who have, thank you so much for all the positive words of encouragement. You guys have been hitting up the inbox and the DM on Instagram and sending us emails, letting us know that you really enjoyed the show and to keep it going and that you appreciated the content. So thank you so much for supporting us. If you have not hit the favorite button on Anchor, then make sure that you hit the favorite button on Anchor or continue to subscribe and follow us on either YouTube or Spotify or uh, Radio Republic, wherever it is that you are listening to us. So thank you again for tuning in. This week, we are going to be talking about why your haters won't get your process. And yes, we're talking about the haters. So if either you are the hater or being hated on, then this episode is just for you. Now, before we jump into the show, I do want to share with you that December 15th, Black Muslim Single Society is going to be collaborating with the Muslim Journal, Journal I'm sorry, at the Time to Be Grateful Conference in Houston, Texas, and we will be assisting with helping to provide the singles events at the Time to Be Grateful Conference. Tickets right now are only $30 for the early bird. They will go up in a few weeks to $40. So if you are in the Texas area, on the West Coast, or even if you are in anywhere else in the country and you wanna go ahead and catch a flight, plane, train, whatever it is that you want to do to head over to Houston, Texas, December 15th, um, we will be doing a singles event in the Houston area. It'll be a great opportunity. You know, last week we talked about scarcity. We talked about making it happen, right? So it'll be a great opportunity for you to go ahead, come out to Texas, kick it with some other Muslims, meet some new Muslims in that area or really from all over the country because people travel all over to go to the Muslim Journal Conference. So we would love to have you in the building for that. You can either just attend the singles event and pay for that option or you can attend the conference all weekend. But if you don't already have plans to make it there, that's the weekend of December, the 14th through the 16th. Make sure that you tell your friends or grab your family members and go ahead and book that travel so that you can attend that event. So tickets are already on sale. You can go to muslimjournal.net slash ATTBG, or if you just go to muslimjournal.net, um, you'll see the information on how you can purchase tickets. So I'm going to be reminding you guys that over these next couple of weeks, make sure that you grab tickets because I do want to see you there. And if you haven't already become a member of Black Muslim Single Society, go to our website, blackmuslimsinglesociety.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Black Muslim Single Society for any updates and learn about how you can enroll your profile into matchmaking. So back to the show. Today we're talking about um, why your haters or the fact that your haters won't get your process. So what's funny is I was already planning on talking about this, but that's just synchronicity and all that law of attraction stuff, right? Where you're already thinking about doing something and then things start coming your way. So I was scrolling around on Instagram 
and looking over the Instagram stories and I saw a post by Carrie Hilson that I thought was um, right on point, right on time with this podcast. So for those of you who don't know Carrie Hilson, and again, just to reiterate, this podcast, Course Your Code, will include information pertaining to current events, pop culture, things of that sort when I'm relating um, information around Muslim single life because we cannot separate our larger American culture from you know, the fact that, um, we are Muslim, like there's, it's very much integrated in the West. So, um, a lot of things that I will be talking about will be laced in with pop culture. So don't be turned on, turned off by it, be turned on and into it because it's going to help you to be able to understand how to put things into perspective. So, like I said, I was checking out Carrie Hilson and she's an entertainer. For those of you who don't know, she has songs like pretty girl rock and, um, Turning You On and some other songs with uh, Kanye West and Lil Wayne and everything. About 10 years ago, she hasn't really been out in a while, but she has some music, really, really attractive girl. She's from Atlanta, um, beautiful woman. Um, I think she's a beautiful woman both inside and out. And she often gets a lot of kickback for not being married or not being in a relationship, for being single, not really attached to anyone. And it's really interesting to see how that plays out because um everyone is putting their expectations of carrie you know onto her it's their expectations of her for the relationship that she should have where she should be in life who should desire her not because that they fully understand where she is in life but because they assume hey you're a beautiful woman hey you're intelligent you're smart you have all this going on why aren't you in a relationship? And then on top of that, she's on the Steve Harvey show. If you guys watch the Steve Harvey show, I personally don't, but I mean, I catch a clip here and there online, but her and Diane Valentine, who's a matchmaker, um, she had the show to Rome for love and uh, a couple other matchmakers and relationship coaches are on that show. And they do these segments, speaking to women, giving advice to women and sharing their opinion pertaining to relationships. And Carrie often gets kicked back because she's not in a relationship. She's not a quote unquote coach or matchmaker. So it's almost like, well, why does your opinion matter? Why, why should we listen to what you have to say? You're single. Clearly you don't know anything, which is absolutely foolish, right? Because Carrie, she obviously has experiences with men. She obviously has something of value to add to the conversation or else they wouldn't even have her on the show. Like the saying goes, even a broken clock is right twice a day. So, you know, Carrie gets a lot of kickback. So she posted something on her Instagram story, which I thought was really good and something that was right on topic to share with you guys. And that, what, what did she say? She said, let me bring it up for you. I'm sorry. I had it on screen and I had to take it off. So she said, I may not have gotten love right yet, but I have learned a lot in the process. I absolutely love sharing my experiences and love lessons on the Steve Harvey show. Don't forget to tune in today. And some of that might've been a little bit of shade towards her haters, you know, like I may not have gotten love right yet, but I still love sharing my experiences. Tune in today, right? Like girl, bye, boy, bye. I'm still on the show. I still have some value to add to the conversation and you're still gonna be watching cause I'm popping. So <laughs> that's basically what she was saying. But 
I mean, I thought that that was really great of her to put out there because Carrie has also shared on her social media that she is going through a process, that she's learning about herself, she's seeking happiness for herself. And I feel like she has the right to do that, right? Everyone has the right to do that. But oftentimes people find themselves in the midst of other people's expectations for them right? Other people expect you to be happily in love. Other people expect you to be married. Other people expect you to know exactly what to do, how to do it, and when to do it. And it's supposed to happen on their timing for you. And it's absolutely absurd. <laughs> it's absolutely absurd. I mean, don't get me wrong. We all ask questions like, hey, you know, what's going on in your love life? Or why haven't you gotten married yet? Or what's going on with you? And I don't think that there's actually anything wrong necessarily asking that question to someone who's in your close social circle, because let's keep it real, right? Oftentimes if, you know, I'm speaking to the Muslim community, I know there are some people who aren't Muslim that's here, but I'm speaking to my Muslim family right now that we know what it's like when some random person that you barely know comes up to you and just starts inquiring about your love life. Like, um, girl, I don't even know your full name. Why do you feel entitled to know about what's going on in my personal life, right? So <laughs> we've all experienced that. And I'm pretty sure the men have experienced too. And it's really intrusive. Like, it's like, it can catch you off guard. Like, oh, okay, I, I don't even know. Who are you again? Uh, where are you from? Where do you live? Who, what? Like, you know, people just ask really forthright questions that can throw you off. And, and it really is an intrusion, um, an invasion of privacy, right? And you don't have to answer those questions if you don't want to, by the way. You, that's really no one's business. But when you're amongst your friends, amongst your peers, amongst your family, right, these questions come up. And it's a lot less judgy often, less judgy, if it's coming from your family or maybe not from your family, but it's usually less judgy if it's coming from your friends. We'll just say that. Um, but a lot of times it's because people are placing their expectations on you and they're not respectful of the fact that you are going through your own transformation. And, you know, I wanted to share this with you today so that you understand that that's okay to go through your transformation as long as you are actually working on transforming. Now, if you're someone who you're just like, insistent on making the same mistakes, right? Like you just don't care. You're out here wilding out, being reckless. Like I'ma do me, I don't care. What's the sin? This is all about my timing right now. I'm reclaiming my time. <laughs> like, well, however you are with that. I mean, this ain't, I ain't speaking to you right now. But <laughs> if you are someone who sincerely wants to do good in your heart, but you are stumbling, you are fumbling, you are struggling with figuring it out. I want you to know that that's perfectly okay and it's perfectly normal. Don't let other people put pressure on you because they're putting expectations on you that they're probably not even assisting you with solving, right? So you have people who are just like, when are you going to get married? When are you going to meet someone? What's going on with you? But they have done absolutely nothing to assist you with that process. They have not introduced you to anyone. They have not invited you anywhere. They have not made it easy for you, right? They have not assisted you to get into that goal. It's like when somebody, let's say you are in school or starting a business or something, people are like, well, what's going on with that business? Well, you haven't done that yet. Well, when are you going to do this? And they're not offering any assistance at all with that process. So 
those are people that you kind of have to just learn to really tune out because if you start to take that in and internalize that and embody the stuff that people are, are telling you that you're supposed to be doing, you're going to feel an immense amount of pressure that's going to do nothing but create stress. And guess what happens when we think about stress and when we, when we, when we feel that stress, we act that stress out. And how do we act out stress? Usually by falling into bad habits, right? Usually when people are stressed, they don't do the right thing, right? They don't make better choices. They don't make better options or take better options, right? Usually when people are stressed, that's when they fall into bad habits, right? You are stressed out. You start eating more or eating less. You start sleeping less. You start looking for vices and looking for things to do to de-stress, right? Very few people are like, I'm stressed, let me go hit the gym. That's very few people. Those are the really disciplined people, right? The disciplined people are like, I'm super stressed, let me go pray, let me go hit the rug, right? That's people that are really disciplined. But for a lot of people, right, they might be like, look, I'm stressed, I don't, I can't even think about praying. I can't even hit the rug right now. I can't even think about hitting the gym. I just wanna stay in the bed, you know? So learning how to de-stress and how to turn that around, that's a different story, but let's keep it real. When, when you're stressed and you feel that pressure, you usually make bad choices. So if you're allowing other people to put their pressure and their expectations on you, if you're not able to block that out and be able to be like, hey, you know, I'm really going through a process right now. And that's okay, like I still sincerely want it. I'm still sincerely going after it. I have not quit, I have not gotten off the horse, but I'm learning in this process. I'm stumbling with this process. And that's okay, like to feel okay about that. You know, you have to get to that point or else you're going to make worse decisions out of that pressure and stress. So Another thing that you may want to consider is how you may want to change your tribe. If your tribe is stressing you out, right? Either they're bringing negative energy to you, you feel like you're feeling a little hateration from them. Maybe, you know, they're looking at you like, well, you must be broken or you must be crazy or there's something wrong with you, which I don't think that you know, your people in your personal circle, like your close companions, I don't think that they'll really be judging you too much, but you never know, you know? So where, whoever you're around, I don't care if you're online in different social media forums or groups or anything, whoever that you're around that is putting this pressure on you, that's not getting the process that you're going through, that's not getting that evolution of you, you need to change your tribe, right? Because that vibe that they're sending off is only going to make a negative impact on you. Because see, what they're not fully understanding is that everyone has to go through their process differently. So for some people, right, they have their struggles. I'm just gonna take a sip of water, so sorry if you hear the water bottle. but. <laughs> Um, some people go through their process in marriage and some people go through their process outside of marriage, right? So you have this idea oftentimes in the Muslim community. And I know that we have some non-Muslims who are listening and shout out to you guys too. But right now, specifically speaking to this experience with the Muslim family, is that, you know, sometimes you'll experience a situation where um, people are very judgy towards the fact that maybe you've been through several different courtships. 
Maybe you've been through several different marriages. Maybe um, you haven't been married at all, right? Um, and the fact that you haven't gone through that one super long-term marriage where people feel like, oh, you know what you're doing. Oh, you have value. Oh, you have stock in this game. Um, people disregard your experiences and people don't seem to understand that that man or woman is going to go through a process just like you're going to go to, through a process of learning yourself. Everyone has to go through a process of learning themselves. Some people are going to learn in a marriage. Some people are going to learn outside of the marriage. Some people are going to learn on the field. Some people are going to learn off the field, right? But wherever you get that knowledge, wherever God decides to deliver that process to you, you are going to have to go through it. And that journey is unique to yourself. It's, it's your own personal journey, right? No one knows the skeletons that you carry. No one knows what goes on behind closed doors. No one knows your struggles. Now, if your struggle is like covering or wearing hijab or something like that, right? That's an easy struggle to pick out for someone. And it's kind of a petty struggle. Don't get me wrong. I cover to the best of my ability. Um, you know, and I'm, I, I, look, sometimes I feel like a turban. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I feel like wearing a full hijab. Sometimes I don't, right? And that's just the reality of it because that, that mood fluctuates, right? Some people, they're in and out of it. Some people don't wear it at all. Whatever. That's, this isn't really the, the important part of the conversation. But that struggle is really clear to see. It's a visible struggle. So it's an easy struggle for people to pick at, to judge, to have their opinion on. But people have other struggles that they are dealing with. Girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. You know, behind closed doors. So... And I'm not just talking about, and when I say girlfriend or boyfriend, I'm not talking about having a girlfriend or boyfriend, but let's be real, that might be a struggle too, right? But what I just meant by, you know, girl, boy, um, you know, whatever that struggle is that, that you're going through, you're going through that struggle that only you know, only you and your Lord know what that issue is that you need to get right, right? And some people will learn to deal with that issue with in a marriage, right? So they might, their struggle might be fidelity. Their struggle might be their temperament. Their struggle might be whatever it is, right? And Allah is putting them through that process in marriage, right? Teaching them about themselves, teaching them how to become better, teaching them how to develop a relationship with their Lord in the course of their marriage. You're going to learn it regardless, you know, even when you're in a, in a marriage, you go from being single to being married, you're going to have to learn a whole nother process. You're going to go through a whole nother process of learning about yourself. But some people go through that journey primarily in marriage, right? And other people are going to go through that journey while single. Some people are going to go through that journey through a long period of being single. Some people are going to go through that journey through uh, up and down courtships, right? But there's something that you are battling with that your friends don't know about, that your family doesn't know about, that it's just between you and your Lord. And you know what that is. I don't need to know what that is. It's <laughs> none of my business because I don't need you knowing my stuff, right? But <laughs> whatever that struggle is that you are dealing with, you have to figure out what that process is going to look like for you. And you have to get tired of you. 
right? You have to get tired of dealing with you. You got to get tired of the process where you decide to change habits to change things around it. And whatever that skeleton is, that skeleton ain't always going to stay tucked away in your closet, right? Some people have easy skeletons, right? Like that hijab skeleton is kind of easy, right? You can just take it on, take it off, tuck it away in the closet. But other people have skeletons that that skeleton is a part of you. That skeleton is inside of you. That skeleton is going with you to the beach. That skeleton going with you to bed. That skeleton going with you to the market. That skeleton going with you to Target. So it doesn't matter. Whatever that skeleton is, you have to learn how to break it. You got to learn how to deal with that process. And you might have to fumble. It might take you years of fumbling. But as long as you understand to get back up, as long as you are bettering yourself and you're moving closer to that goal where you finally say like, hey, I'm tired, right? I'm tired of this. That is the process, right? That's the beauty of the process to to break down and then get built back up. So that process for you might be alcohol, right? That process for you might be your attitude. It might be your, um, your temperament. That process for you might be sex. That process for you might be porn. That process for you might be, um, honesty, right? Um, that honesty might be for that. Um, that honesty, that struggle for you might be, um, your spirituality. It might be prayer, right? You might be like, look, I need to get better with prayer, right? I need to, to, to spend more time with my Lord. And, and every single time I enter a courtship, I get further away from him. Whatever that process is for you, maybe it's dating. Maybe, you know, you shouldn't be dealing with the people that you're dealing with. Right. But instead of making the decision to do better, you keep doing the same thing where you finally got like, you know what? No, I'm not doing this no more. I'm trying to get married. I'm got to change my habits. I have to do it, but you have to go through that process for you. Like you, no one else can go through that process for you. And as long as you get it, as long as you understand that you are in the process and that you are sincerely making the effort, not the people that gave up, not the people who quit, but the people are just like, look, I'm trying to do the right thing, but you know what it is that's holding you back. You know that you're holding yourself back. When you get to the other side of that rainbow, like it's going to be so amazing for you. It's going to be so powerful for you because when you finally face you, you finally break you down and you finally get through that process, like you're going to come out shiny, all brand new, glistening, baby oil, shea buttered up, like girl, boy, go. Like we're going to be like, wow, look at the glow up. The glow up is real, right? But only you can go through that glow up. So don't allow anyone to make you feel as though your process is not on time. You know, every morning I meditate, I'm burning my incense, I'm drinking my ice water, I'm feeling good, getting my day started, letting the sun shine through my windows. Yes, Lord, it's a good day. <laughs> you know? But every day, and I listen to the same meditation almost every single day. And one of my favorite things that the woman says in this meditation is everything is right on time, right on schedule. Let me play that back for you. Everything is right on time, right on schedule. So you have to be patient in your process, but still be active, be proactive 
while you're being patient, right? Sabr is what you do while you wait, right? It's not just about sitting still. It's about being in action, faith with work, right? So other people won't understand that from the outside looking in. They're going to judge you. They're going to put pressure on you. They're going to look down on you because they forgot their own process. They forgot what it was like for them to go through that experience, right? Or maybe they didn't. Maybe, like I said, they're going through their experience in the relationship. They're learning about themselves. They're being broken down in the relationship. You're either going to be broken down and rebuilt in the relationship or you're going to be broken down and rebuilt outside of it. But either way, you're going to be broken down, right? You are going to get to you at some point in time. You got to go through the process. So don't allow yourself to be weighed down by those burdens and expectations. So one of my favorite people who represents the fact that haters won't get your process is my girl, Kenya Moore. Now, I think Kenya is absolutely amazing. I think she's gorgeous and funny and charismatic and intelligent and articulate and shady and I love it all. This everything wrapped up into one, the perfect package. <laughs> but um, if you're listening to this and you don't know who Kenya Moore is, she used to be uh, Miss USA, I believe, or Miss, I think Miss USA. And um, you know, I know we have a lot of guys who listen to this, so you may not be a Royal Housewives of Atlanta fan, but thank you guys for listening anyway. Shout out to all the men who have been giving amazing feedback. We've actually gotten a lot of great feedback from the brothers who listen to the podcast, so thank you. But um, I'm a major Real Housewives of Atlanta fan, and Kenya is one of those people that when she first came onto the show, for the first few years, actually, up until like recently, she's gotten so much shade thrown at her relationship experience. I mean, the women really attacked her relationship um, history and her relationship experiences, you know, saying that she can't keep a man. She don't get with men who really want her. Um, she's lying about relationships, lying about men. I mean, she's had all types of shade thrown out. The fact that she doesn't, she's never been married before. The fact that she wasn't currently married, the fact that she didn't have any kids and she really wanted a baby, but she was getting older. I mean, she's just had so much hate just thrown at her. Um, really nasty comments pertaining to her relationship experience and her love life. But at the end, guess who came up on top? Kenya did, right? Kenya, now she, uh, she, she's married now. She's pregnant right now, about to have her baby. And I mean, her glow up is real. And not only is she married, she's married to a handsome man who is established career-wise, who seems like he's, he's really kind and good to her. She's like in her late 40s, about to be uh, giving birth to her first child. I mean, everything just came together, right? Like a fairy tale for her. But what's amazing about that is that just a year ago, roughly a little over a year ago, she was in this terrible, crazy relationship. And if you're a fan of the show or if you know of the show, you would know that she was in a really... Um, abusive, overly possessive relationship with a younger guy who's a personal trainer. Um, no shade to the personal trainers, but I have my own opinion. But anyway, I'm just playing. Um, you know, she uh, 
she she went through a really bad relationship. She went through a bad breakup, a lot of mistreatment, a lot of crazy stuff that was going on. And that relationship really broke her down, right? But like I said, you have to get tired of you, right? You have to go through your own process. So Kenya finally went through her process where she got tired of her. She wanted to do things differently. She wanted to try a different type. She just wanted to, to, to have a different experience. But at the same time, she didn't give up. And what a lot of people do is as they're going through their process, they feel defeated. They feel stressed. They feel pressured. They feel defeated, right? So they break down, they shut down. They either continue to make really bad choices or they just avoid making any choices at all. But Kenya did the right thing, right? She remained vulnerable, meaning that she continued to be open-hearted. She continued to want to pursue marriage, to want love, to want to go about it. She didn't shut down and shut it out. She didn't say no men are good. She didn't say it's not going to happen. She continued to remain super open-hearted and just went with the process. Kenya continued to surround herself with people that loved her and people that supported her, right? Her friend Cynthia is a great companion to her. Cynthia is very supportive of the choices that she makes, right or wrong. Cynthia was there for her, even some mistakes that Cynthia made with the process, right? But Cynthia was there for Kenya. And Kenya continued to keep moving forward. And then months after this bad breakup, not even years, right? It didn't even take years. It took for her to get tired of her. It took for her to totally abandon that relationship and totally abandon her old habits. And for her to decide that she was going to do things differently and still remain open-hearted. Within months, Kenya was introduced to the man that she's now with. She was able to you know, allow herself to be introduced, to be matched with someone, you know, and a good thing with that is the fact that, um, she, she, she used one of her friends, right. As her matchmaker, shout out to black Muslim single society in that. Um, so that's the, let me put in the plug, but, um, she allowed herself to be matched, um, with a guy that, um, her friend thought would be good for her. Right. She met him. She liked him. And months later, they moved forward and got married. They went to the islands. They eloped and they got married rather quickly. So that right there was like the start of her turnaround. Right. She went ahead and she got married. Pop-Tart. I know you guys are like, did she just yell out Pop-Tart? Yes, I had just yelled out Pop-Tart because I have an 11 year old banging on this door, <laughs> refusing to allow me to finish this podcast in glory. But I'm not editing anything out. Look, radio is real and we're just gonna keep it moving. So back to what I was saying about Kenya. And the fact of the matter is that, yeah, she, um, she kept going, you know? And I think that's a lesson for everyone, no matter what area of life that it is, no matter if it's relationships, business, whatever it is, right? Sometimes you just have to allow your haters to watch you glow up, right? Because they're not going to get your process. And once you go through that journey, once you get through that, that, that other side of that rainbow, right? The pot of gold is everything. Just like Kenya, you can have that relationship, have that family life, have that house, that home, that career, whatever it is that you've always dreamed of, but you have to allow the process to take place and you have to drown out those haters, drown out the people that won't get it 
and you got to keep pushing forward. So that is it for today on this week's episode of Courtship Code. I hope I gave you a little bit of encouragement to push through this week, push through your process, push through your experiences, and make sure that you guys go to blackmuslimsinglesociety.com. Check us out, enroll your profile if you would like your profile to be listed and available for matching. Follow us on Instagram at Black Muslim Single Society. Remember that Houston event is coming up. We're working on some more stuff for you guys as well, inshallah. Um, If there's anything else that you guys would like to talk about, make sure that you slide in a DM, hit us up in email, give us some feedback on this show. What did you think? Did you agree? Did you disagree? You know, what type of topics would you like? Oh, also, before I forget... Fridays on Instagram is our live Q&A. We will be doing a live Q&A. So if you have any questions pertaining to single life, courtship, or matchmaking from the Muslim perspective, go ahead and send those questions in either inbox, DM, or email them in. Um, They remain anonymous, so it won't be, um, you know, no one will know who you are. But send in those questions so that we can go ahead and answer them on our Instagram live. Or you can just go ahead and join the Instagram live so you can be a part of the discussion. But I look forward to meeting with you guys next week, inshallah, for our next episode of Courtship Code. Make sure that you share, share, share this with your friends and your family members and someone who can benefit from getting these goods. And I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Assalamualaikum.